From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 442. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and ExpressVPN. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good. Final episode of the year. Wow. Like, I, I was just... I, I do this, like, every three, four, five episodes. I go, 442. Good grief. And uh, then we're going to wrap up the year. So, mm-hmm. we're doing... We we have all the things today. All the the insignificant uh, numbers are out in force today, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brad, I have... What <laughs> Speaking I, of out... I describe as, like, best worst problem. <laughs> So we have sold out the theme system journal again. Um, I wasn't expecting that to happen at this rate. Uh, But what happened was what we thought could happen, which is, well, Gray was putting a YouTube video up about the journal on his Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was intended to live there and... It can be linked to at the end of videos and stuff like that, right? Right, so, right. So, you know, if there's a video that is somewhat related to yearly themes, he can put that at the end of the video, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, Gray made a love. It's a really lovely video, actually, which I recommend people just go and watch for the fun of it. Um, but we had no idea what that would do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it could, did the thing. You know, well, could it like mean we get? 500 orders or could it be Mm -hmm. a thousand orders or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it ended up being uh it took us to we were about halfway sold out which was already a surprise um for the amount that we ordered and then it took us the other half of the way so yeah we sold out i don't know a week and a bit and now now they're all gone again and uh (laughs) even though now i know that our production timeline is better the end of december is a terrible time to be putting in an order for production yes right so we don't expect to have any now until probably march i reckon okay well think of it this way so i'm gonna categorize this in the best category now Mm -hmm. it's not 100 percent in the best category like there's a minimal category that's in the minimal percentage that's in the worst category like i agree with that but it's in the best category um because it 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 clearly resonated with people right which we knew from round one Mm -hmm. that people liked it and by the time the next batch is ready people are going to be deciding your current customers are going to be deciding, do they want to continue with the product and yep. they'll be able to get it because you're going to be three, they're three months at a minimum three months out from wanting another one. Yeah. If they want to continue with the product and then the new people can pick it up then. So yeah, I, this, like, is, I, it, this is like, like 90, this 10 best worst. We've had this before. Like one of the stocks we were able to get in within a relatively good period of time, but in the rest, you know, it's kind of just been a bit of a nightmare trying to get them in. We're trying to get them yeah. made and in. And you know, like, it's really important to me that we have them available for sale again in March for that exact reason, that people that right. stuck with it uh, will, mm-hmm. want and, will want and need a new journal to continue. And then there will be some people that won't stick with it or some people that it will take longer. Like it, it takes me longer than three months. It takes me about five months to, to fill a uh, theme system journal. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, and then hopefully we'll be able to bring in the people that missed out the first time 
Um, and you know, like there is definitely a, and I say this completely honestly, an unintentional hype that is created uh, around sure. a product in this way because now people that were kind of interested uh, n- n- know that they need to get it as soon as it becomes available again, right? Um, and I, I promise you, like we ordered a really large amount of of pajamas i don't want to talk about the amount because i haven't spoken with gray about if we're cool with that right but what i'll say is we ordered an amount that was not far off of the total we have sold in 18 months right right so well (laughs) up until this point let's be real they weren't in stock for 16 of those 18 months i know i know well yeah i know that but then you know we have more that went on sale in august True. It didn't sell out immediately. Now, there are millions of reasons for why I think that was the case, and I think we actually approved our thinking on all of those. But I ordered an amount that I thought, best case scenario, we would have three to four months of stock. Right. Um, and that has not happened. I'm so thankful for everybody that has bought one. And this is that thing. It's like best, worst case right. scenario, which is like yeah. they sold really great, which means people were excited about it. And the feedback... Man, some of the feedback I've had, Brad, I'm just, I'm so into it. Like, look, there have not been no issues. Some of them have had issues, but we keep a very small amount to do exchanges if people want them. Most of the time, people don't want the the exchanges, but because of the type of relationships we have with our listeners, people want to let me know if they have a problem. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. we have sold way more, and I have had way less problems than we had (laughs) in the first couple of batches. That's Um, good. And... Everyone is like saying how amazing it is and how much they love it. And you never know, right? Like I I never know that's going to be the case Mm -hmm. until people start to receive it. And we've got such good feedback from it. I I feel really I feel really proud of it. So very, very excited, very pleased. I'm sorry that we don't have any. Um thank you if you bought one. And uh, (laughs) I'm working hard on trying to make sure that we get them in again in the time that we want. Um, It's a friggin' nightmare. Yeah, so let me... You alluded to one thing that I think listeners of this show understand, but I'm not sure the listeners of your other show would understand, is, okay, you're trying to get to this to the point where you can pick up the phone and call the printer and say, hey, I need more of these. And like you can do that, right? You can submit them in order today. And that's not the holdup. The holdup is, okay, you talk to the printer. They may not have the supplies you need to build these things. Yeah, they my, could be out my, of the they glue. They told me they can yeah, get me but, into the schedule in February. Like, right. So I've already done all I can do now, which is like, right. hey, I want them. This is how many I want. And they go, yep. yeah, no problem. And it's like that funny thing where I said, you know, I, I might want this amount, but I might possibly want this amount because I put the order in before we sold out because I could see right. where it was going, right? Right, right, and right. she was like, "Doesn't matter how many you order," which I kind of knew would be the case, but I wanted to just see, right? Because that's right. not the problem, right? That we spoke about this a bunch exactly. of times. It's getting the time on the mm-hmm. machines is always the issue. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've over the years of this podcast, we've talked a lot about the manufacturing thing, and I think a lot of people that listen like understand that like it's not always like directly in your hands, <laughs> you know, when you're trying to do this. So and different times yeah. of the year, you have different. Wait times. Like, so when I ordered them in November, they were ready to start printing the next week. Right. But for whatever reason, this is this, this time of year, they don't have the time. Well, you know, I imagine places are taking external, uh, like extended vacations, there's a lot oh, of disruptions. Yeah. So, like, 
It's just this is the time we can get it in. And then they come back and everyone's getting started with their 2021 printing for yep. whatever jobs they got to do. So, yeah, it's it's a busy time, I'm sure, for the printers. I, all I want, all I want is just to have them in stock. It's all I want, yeah. you know? But yeah. it's... I genuinely now, like, I have no, I have no idea how many to order. I have yeah. asked them, like, provisionally... For the same amount I ordered this time, I think that's exactly right. I really, I you know, I really don't imagine that we will need more. I, I think, might do more. I don't know. I think I really this time, if it's me, like the 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 audience is yelling, "Get on with the show!" At this point, but I love this stuff. This is the if show. It's, if it's me, I'm ordering the exact same amount. And un- and having the idea that you thought the time frame of the original amount was going to be good for this time around. Yeah. But what I'm going to do this time, though, is I'm then going to say, book us in again. Because I can always yes. say no, don't make them. Right? Right. But literally, right, as right, soon right. as these <laughs> ones are made, I'll say, get us another slot, just in case, right? Because it right. might be that I sell half of those. Well, then I'll want another half of that order again. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I will then want to have enough of these in stock to run me the whole year at that point, which I think it probably would at that point because you'd get your second bump from the person that missed it the, the first time. And then we're just selling to the people that will use them throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the good things of this one that I didn't have with the first edition is I'm not going to make changes. So I can have them in stock. Like when we come around to next. December, January, which is always going to be our big time, obviously, right? I'll just top up what we have in stock at that point. I don't have to worry about, like, have I sold them all out yet? You know? Because Mm -hmm. it's just a stock. Because then the other thing is, like, I could order just an obscene amount of them, but I don't want to put that pressure on our distribution partner, (laughs) right? Of just having these, like, boxes upon boxes upon boxes in their facility. So... It's it's a big it's a balancing act of everything, and plus I don't want to have so much capital tied up in stock that's not selling. Yep, because we have, believe it or not, still other things we want to do. Like yeah, we we <laughs> me and Gray talk about this a lot. Like Cortex brand is not just the theme system journal company, but it's literally the only product we've been able to put any development time into mm-hmm. since we started this whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a real it's a real learning experience every single time. Uh, yep. But you know we're just going to keep taking bets. We just keep taking bets. But yep. the yep. good thing is, and I'll say this: like we're we're able to take those bets from a good position, right? We're not taking bets from a bad position. You know, we're taking right. bets on like we sold all those out. We met our profit margins, which means we have enough money to order more again, you know, and to do what we wanted to do, which is to invest that money into other ideas. So Exactly right. Aye, aye, aye. It's going well and don't let it stress you out too much. Because you no. got over the biggest hurdle. So it's Yeah, I'm not as stressed. It's not all smooth sailing from here, but yeah. it's in you're in a better position than you've ever been with this book. Yeah, and, I was uh, super stressed before be uh mm-hmm. these went on sale. Like super stressed. The most stressed yeah. I've been about it since we first introduced it. Um, right now it's kind of just like 
no one's giving me any trouble. Like people were just like asking me like, hey, when's it going to be? And it's like, okay, like maybe like March time. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then they just put their name on the mailing list. And if they still want it by then, they'll get it. If they don't, they won't. But my hope is that there'll be people that will still be using it and they'll go for it. So wild, yep. friggin' wild. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break and thank our All friends right. over at Pen Chalet for their support of this show. Uh, they sell the best products that you're looking for from your favorite brands. Whether you want rollerballs, fountain pens, mechanical can- pencils, ballpoints, inks, carrying cases, pen holders, refills, no matter what you're looking for, Pen Chalet have got it. And they sell products from your favorite brands too. Pelican, Namiki, Sailor, Caveco, Pilot, Lamy, Monteverde, so many more. They're always doing great discounts. They're doing specials all the time. Every couple of weeks, you can find more fantastic discounts over at Pen Chalet, as well as new styles of pens, new products. Every month, they're adding new stuff in there. They have fast and reliable customer service. And they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S. They also sell internationally with really great shipping rates and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get you the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet. What's uh, piquing your interest? <laughs> I have a little little businessy anecdote uh, first before uh, I, I get into this page. So every month, Pinchelli is one of my blog sponsors as well. So every month, I write a thank you post, or you know, just like a little you know quick hit advertising post for the sponsors. And I was doing writing up the Pinchelli, and they're in the midst of their year end sale. Mm-hmm. I stopped before I got to the end of the scroll. Mm. On it, there was so much stuff. Yep, <laughs> that it just kept scrolling, and I finally just had to give up. It was yeah, you kind can of find funny. Anywhere on the site at the moment, they have their inventory reduction sale for the for the end of the year. Rom did want me to mention that actually, so thank you for doing it. Yeah, so one of the items that was in both sales, so we have our special pin at it. Pen Addict uh, sale page, which gets you an, an additional percentage off. They have one of my all-time favorite pens, and I've talked about it before because Ron will put it on this page every now and then, and it's not a fountain pen. It's the Pilot Aegis, Ageless Ballpoint. It is this really unique Pilot barrel that it's um it's like way over half off, and it's just this cool pocketable ballpoint pen. The way the mechanism works is cool. It's like this little twist out mechanism that puts out the entire nose cone, not just the tip of the pen. It's uh it's a really really unique and fun pen. It's very inexpensive, um you know related to most pens. You know it's like essentially about the price of a retro fifty one. And then you just scroll. I mean, there's a Memento Zero in here. There's Paniter Avatars in here. There's Diplomat Arrow in here like oh there's platinums and again i'm not even getting to the bottom oh there <laughs> sorry <laughs> there's the uh karen dash 849 nespresso the new one that's purple it's in here i haven't bought that one yet um because they they charge a premium for the nespresso ones um do you remember us talking about those mike there where they recycled the nespresso uh coffee little coffee uh, you know pods you know the aluminum pods into pen barrels and this is mm. the purple one so i i could go on and on and you should go on and on and um check out everything oh there's the moonstone good grief yeah i'm gonna stop now good stuff over at pen chalet they actually the also wanted us to mention this uh this retro 51 tornado that they've got the Oh, nice. Okay, should we talk well, about that in a minute, actually? But Ron did want to, do that. to mention that because they've got that in stock. At the yeah, moment. so I 
Put and that I in actually the show think notes. this might be the last popper that is on general sale. We're going to talk about this. All right, cool. So they wanted me to mention that that is available. I'll have that in the notes as well. But you can go to penchalai.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website to get a code. You need to save 10% on anything at Penchalai and to get your hands on some special offers. Our thanks to Penchalai for their support of this show throughout the entire year. We really, really thank them for their support and for supporting Relay FM. Yes, thank you, Ron. Thank you, Pinchale. I really, mm-hmm. really appreciate you. Hope you have a great 2021. All right. So I just put in this Retro 51 this morning, Mike. I was just going to skip it, right? Like it just seemed like I, I'm a little, I'm in a mood about Retro 51. And I was just going to, about it, to be honest. I was, I was just going to keep it to myself and we were just going to carry on the show as normal. But a, a Twitter follower just made me cackle yesterday. So let's talk about the pen first. It's the Retro 51 Tornado Popper. It's called Tuesday. I have not been able to discover why it's called Tuesday in all of their marketing. Well, because the, they um, used if, to, um, they would release them on Tuesdays. That's the answer. So, so tornado poppers were always released on Tuesdays. So, mm. this is, I think it's a commemorative. This is, it feels like a commemorative <laughs> pen. So, that's your. So, they've made a big deal that this is the last popper of the year, right? Yeah. And you're saying it's commemorative in what way? Tuesday. In more than Tuesday, or just, hey, this is Tuesday's pen? No, there's, and there's something else going on, but I've yet to be able to really work it out. So, according to my Twitter follower, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Jessica, she cracked me up. So, she sent me a tweet. Um, This is after I already decided to not put it in the show notes. She says, the new retro popper has the owners being sucked up into a spaceship. Maybe this is goodbye this time. And I just died. Like, I thought that was hilarious. I I don't think this is a joke, Brad. (laughs) No, no, no. Listen. Right, this is from the description on the Pen Chalet page. And could that be a few essential pen industry personnel being taken alongside their pen creations? Oh, that's in that description. Hmm. So. That's it? Yeah, but but the Retro 51 Instagram account was asked about this. Mm-hmm. And they said there are still some vendor-specific editions in 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think so while they I'm I'm reading between the lines of what they didn't say rather than what they did say and I believe this is the final general available uh edition and that there will still be some that probably got delayed mm-hmm. uh that will be available um next year but this is probably the last one and it's limited to 1951 of them right right which is why it hasn't sold out yet if you want it you should go get it i'm buying if it's it the last right one, now yeah if it's the last one i think a lot of people were are gonna want it can i just say good <laughs> i i don't want to be like like i i'm tired of mm. this story mm. <laughs> is that okay for me to say I think because so. i love retro 51 but i'm exhausted <laughs> we got tired we got tired out from it because <laughs> It was a big thing, right? It was. It and was. then it kind of just the story wouldn't stop. 
right? Yeah. Where it was like, this is happening out of nowhere. We're all really mm. upset about it. But then nothing else was said. And yeah. then that was it, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's like I stopped feeling special about the pens because it was just incessant. It was just yeah. like constant. So anyway, I love them, love them to death. I love this pen. This pen looks great. Um, I, I'm probably not going to order it. I just don't need it. But uh, I think it's cool. It'll sell out in a minute. And um, yeah, we'll see if coming around uh, in January, they'll have like an official announcement. Right, like get this pin out into the into the wild, and now they're free to say, "Hey, we're gonna wrap up a few dealer things, and then whatever's gonna." I, that does that mean they're closing forever? Or maybe it means they're gonna sell it to someone. Like I have no, we don't know, do we? Clue whatsoever. Not even like I don't even ask. I, whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. I don't have any inside information. I have no concept of what's coming next. But they've been so quiet and. And if they're saying this is the last tornado popper, it sounds to me like they're lining up for to say something, hopefully in the early months of 2021. I, yeah, I, I hope so. I think that might be the case. See, Edge, you can help me here. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, I've added this to my cart. Yeah. And you know, it's, I'm, I'm buying it for my friends over at Penchelle, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I figure maybe there's other things I could add to the cart, you know, like to balance out the shipping. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you can think of offhand that I might want to consider? I've added a couple. I've added a pack of ink cartridges for my mm-hmm. Pilot M90 because I'm out of those. Unfortunately, I can't find it anywhere. The purple that I've used, I could only ever find those at pen shows, so I'm mm-hmm. going to have to go of a different color. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're not normally stocked in inventory, and I don't know that hardly any store uh, does that. So yeah, yeah, um, I'm weirdly going for sepia. Like why not? <laughs> oh, I think you should. No, yeah. that's a good color. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Good move on that. I mean, you're asking me, and all I want to do is pick like hundreds of dollars worth of fountain pens for you. Yeah, but I want to know if the, if there's something you think that I should have considered. Because like I was thinking I think, about this for something we're going to talk about later on in the show. Mm-hmm. I have not really spent much money at all on pen products this year. Mm-hmm. Um for a variety of reasons. And so I'm just thinking like is there something is there something that I should not miss out on maybe. I don't know your stance on this model of pen, but I think the Pelican M205 Moonstone is really cool. But that might not be your style of pen. Right? Hmm. So it's just a really neat translucent smoky gray sparkles um limited edition. It's like this year's this year's uh, M205 limited edition release. It's just it's just really cool. That's um, nice looking. I have not bought it yet. I keep threatening I, to buy it. I just uh, like I'm. This is a whole another discussion on on buying things. That I really appreciate it, this, but I can't imagine myself using it. Right. That's why I don't know that it's yeah. that it was your your pen boy. I wasn't particularly planning on going well, I shopping wasn't, for you. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it either, but here we are. Mm. Right? <laughs> I was wondering, are. like, Estabrook, maybe? I mean, the two new colors are pretty cool. They've been really popular, like, for the fountain pens, the Peacock and the uh, the Rocky Top. I know. Which ones well. are they, in the Estes? They're the Estes, yeah. They're the large size fountain pens. Or, or they, they also have the smaller size ones. I don't know which one you would prefer. I think you'd prefer the bigger size, which they're not overly large. They're like, 
maybe a little shy of king of pin size, maybe pretty close to king of pin size. Hmm. Um, but they even have like some of the normal colors. Those are the expensive ones, right? They're the um, um, diamond cast materials, right? So they're very ex- much more expensive than like the standard Esther Brooks. So like right. the standard Esther Brooks are like almost half the price and equally as cool and nice. So um, like I use the um, like one of the the lilac one I think is is the one I have. So it's it's really nice. So yeah, I'm gonna poke around. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So what we got next? All right. We have, what do we have? I got too many tabs open now. Um, oh, we're going to talk about me doing shopping for me for um, the holidays. So I don't know if you, we talk about this every year around the holiday time. You know, do I get any stationary items for Christmas is generally what people want to know. And the answer is always no. Because I don't have people like in my family that would just up and buy me something knowing, you know, thinking that I would like it, right? I would have to tell them specifically. So I generally don't. Um, So I bought myself something, which is, you know, kind of the norm for me around the holidays. I'll buy like the one pin that I've been waiting for. And I bought the Montegrappa Mia Meteor Shower, which is um, a pin I've been eyeballing since... um, Dries reviewed it on the Pencil Case blog, and Joe reviewed it on the Gentleman Stationer. And it's kind of this black, orange, gray, streaky fountain pen. And I like Montegrappa's as is, and I just thought this was a really, really cool shape and design. The only kicker, Mike, is I'm sitting here staring at it. And it's not inked up and I'm just going to have to wait until my hand is back to normal to ink it up because I will just be mad at it. Hmm. Um, if I get to, if I ink it up and don't get to use it like in a real traditional normal way. So I'm staring at it. I'm literally looking at it right now as I'm talking to you, lusting over it. I think it's a really neat pen. You would probably like this pen. Um, just from a design perspective. I don't know if you have any, I don't think you have any Montegrappas. I'm not sure. No, so, I don't have any Montegrappas. It's a cool shape. It's a cool feel. Um, nice steel nibs. They're they're really nice. So it's just kind of my jam. So that was my Christmas present to me. The only things I asked for on, say, like a Christmas list, like that got passed around the family, I asked for a dozen of the Musgrave Tennessee Reds. Didn't get them. And I asked for the Tombow Dragonflies baseball cap, which uh, was when Tombow sponsored a... Um, Japanese professional baseball team back in the 50s or 60s, something like that. Didn't get that. So I was 0 for 2 on my stationary <laughs> type request. Can I ask, why did year. you not get them? I don't know. You just I, it was a long list. It was a list. Okay. You know, just didn't. Yes, I mean, no one bought them for me, Mike. What's up with that? Unbelievable. What's up with that? Golly. So, yeah. Instead, I got a uh, uh, monitor stands for my computer desk. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm buying. So, I'm buying the Estabrook. Which one? The mountain top. Rocky top. Rocky top. Yeah, that one seems to be pretty hype. A lot of people are liking that one. It's beautiful. I like it's it really a lot. Pretty. They mm-hmm. didn't have the journal nib though, which I was interested in. But I saw. Oh cool. yeah, you would enjoy that nib. Like, don't for tell you. me that because I can't get it. Uh, it's a really good nib. Why are you doing this? I just. What did mm-hmm. I just say? Excellent. Excellent nib. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this about the Rocky Top. I don't know if it's public information, but I'm going to say it anyway, and I'll just get in trouble later. All right. 
Um, our good friend Carrie and Brian from Kenro actually mixed that color. Huh. At McKenzie Pinworks for the diamond cast material. So they had their hands in oh, I like making that, even that more material. Now. Yep. So I don't know if that's public information before, but it's public information now. And, you know, Kenro may have just fired me. So oh, well. we'll I see. went for broad nib. Yeah. It's fun, it's Yovo it's Yovo steel. You'll like it. Nice. Yeah. All right. So this whole me being frustrated with fountain pens led me to finally clean my fountain pens this weekend, Mike. Okay. Um, it was more of a rage clean. You know, when you just do something kind of begrudgingly, it was an annoyance clean because these yeah. pens have been sitting there for weeks with ink in them, and I never, ever, ever do that. Right? Like I am very diligent with my pen cleaning and I like my pens, you know, a certain way and I like to clean them a certain way. And I went into it this weekend, just frustrated. Like I just had to clean them no matter how I cleaned them, they were getting cleaned. And so I try attempted to do it in my normal fashion where, you know, I break down all the parts and I have my little aspirators and I'm squeezing the, you know, the water through the nibs and mm-hmm. trying to flush them out as aggressively as possible because that's what I do. And, you know, and then wrap up the nibs and like shake them in a, in a cloth, you know, like I'm doing this all left-handed. So like I can't put as much pressure on and I'm shaking the nibs out in the cloth. And like, I threw one of the nibs across the room, like shaking it. I'm like, Oh God, oh, this is a nightmare. It, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't hit on the tines or anything yeah. like that. So it was, it was fine. But I was like, Oh, this is, <laughs> this is not going well, <laughs> but oh. I'm so glad I did it because it was more not going well, sitting there inked up and not being used. Right. That right. was the worst part about it. So I finally just got rid of them. And now all I want to do is ink up more pens, Mike, even though I know, I'm just not going to use them. Like well, I would normally you a use them. Hmm. How much did you enjoy cleaning them? I didn't hate it. Okay, because I was going to say only fill them up if you enjoyed cleaning them. Because <laughs> all you will do is fill those pens and then empty them again. Yeah, and, no. And clean them. I I don't hate cleaning my pens, like because I feel like it's it's like the proper pen hygiene is like one of my things, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it bugs me if they're not, so it, it never bothers me. I will say I did like a day after I got a Twitter question about using an ultrasonic cleaner and saying how you really don't need one if you're keeping up with cleaning, right? If your nibs and pens aren't like gunked up, mm-hmm. an ultrasonic cleaner is not going to do you much more benefit than just hand washing them and right. you know doing things like the nasal aspirator. You should like probably I do. send your ultrasonic cleaner to me, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you I need it, need right? it more than you. Yeah, but I yeah. actually got it out because I couldn't get some of the nibs and nib units in. I wasn't feeling like taking them all apart. Um, and some of the converters, you know, from the ink sitting in them were kind of kind of cruddy. So I put those in the ultrasonic cleaner, and I was like, "Well, this is funny. I just told you someone yesterday not to do, not to bother it with one, and then here I am using it." But it was for the exact situation, right? There was some things that I couldn't just get clean on my own uh, so as well it came in handy you probably couldn't clean as easily exactly at the moment right like so i didn't the thing. yeah so i didn't try to overdo it saying well i'll just throw these in the ultrasonic cleaner yep. and it took like three rounds in the ultrasonic cleaner for it to finally run clear <laughs> so that was fine it was a, it was a good moment but anyway i'm uh 
I'm anxious to, now that I have zero fountain pens in use, I have like this mental list I'm keeping in my head of like all the pens I want to ink up when I'm able to start writing again. Like I'm misusing my Namiki Milky Way. Like the most expensive pen I own should be used like all the time and I'm just haven't been using it, right? It's one of my favorite pens and I love it and I'm just not using it and I'm dying to use it. So hopefully that'll get inked up soon. And the Y Studio resin pen, which is completely opposite the price scale of the Namiki Milky Way. But I love that pen. Like I love how it writes. And I haven't inked up the pen of deceit in a while, Mike. My YY Pen Club Sailor Riallo, you know, with the um with the Pizza Planet Pizza yeah. Planet um logo on on the cat band i love that pen since i got a needlepoint um grind on it like i want to use this pen my montegrappa mia that i just bought it's sitting here not used and it drives me berserk and it's screaming for robert oster fire on fire this orange ink is going to look awesome with that pen and i can't ink it up It's, it's it's starting to get to me yeah what's your timeline I, we check on January 11th, we re-X-ray. It'll be at least another month of brace after that. But hopefully a softer, smaller brace, and we'll see if I can write with it. I can't, it's it's not enjoyable to write with this brace at all. It's too stiff. Yeah. So, we'll see. My recommendation to you would be to stop torturing yourself. Um. <laughs> I said, stop torturing myself. Yeah. I sit around this stuff all day. It's my job. I know, I know. <laughs> I do get, I frustrate my own self though. It's my own fault. I, I agree. So yesterday, and I won't belabor this point and we'll, we can move on. But like yesterday I pulled out like 40 um, pencils that mm-hmm. I haven't been trying. So like, that's what I'm going to work on next. Right. So, you know, just trying to uh, actively distract myself from not being able to use all my cool fountain pens. And you know what? All I want to use is blue black ink in these pens too. Like I'm dying to ink up a bunch of blue black ink. It's like the dumbest thing ever. I have like every color of the rainbow. Yeah. But I'm gonna ink I just want a bunch of good blue black inks in all these pens. It's like I don't know, I'm weird. Yeah, I I understand. I, I just think that your energy um might be best served in <laughs> doing things that aren't like things that make you wish. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, like, I agree. And I, and I, know I agree. Not, you know, this is not really helpful advice, nor is it something you don't know yourself. But you know, like maybe instead of like cleaning them out as such, mm-hmm. like you could, I don't know, spend time taking pictures of them and like, can you level up your photo taking skills of your pens? You know, rather than like, I don't know if that would help, but necessarily focusing on. Uh, like what you can't do with them, like making a list of the pens that you want to use first while that's a nice activity. Maybe it's an activity best served when you're four or five days away from being able to use them, (laughs) you know, Uh, than than where you are right now, which is still uh, pretty undetermined, like an undetermined time. But Right, right. This isn't just a hobby for you, though, which just does make it a bit trickier. Yeah, so I'm actually uh, the the photography thing is actually at the top of the list, and Good. I have a couple of things I'm gonna uh, try out today. So good. That's that. a f- like because then you you you're still getting to enjoy these things, yep. uh, but still like benefiting from them um, professionally. Right, right, right. 
All right, let's take our second break and thank Squarespace for their support of this show. You can make your next move with Squarespace because they will let you create a website for your next idea or project and give you all of the tools that you need to make it look fantastic, to make it appear very professional. One of those ways is by uh, registering a domain name. You want to have a domain name for your website. You know, you want to say go to blah, 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 dot com or blah, 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 dot net, you know, and that's what Squarespace can help you with. That's all built into the platform. You can register your domain with them. And then when people come to your website, they're going to see something that looks fantastic because all of their templates that you use, that you benefit from, are beautifully designed. They're award-winning, in fact. They've designed so well. And you can customize them. You can change colors. You can uh, rearrange the way that things look on the site. You can add in different uh, functions. They've got so much inbuilt functionality that you can choose from, and you can turn things on and off as you need them. You just drag and drop stuff into your web page. It's really, really easy. You know, like if you want to make a gallery, you can do that. Maybe you want to put a music player onto the site. You can do all these things super, super easy. Um, and then you can make it look exactly as you want. You can customize the fonts, customize the colors. It's really excellent. But you don't have to because their, their website designs, their, their templates look so fantastic. You can just get them set up and you're ready to go. If you want to have an online store, this is the thing more and more people are doing these days. I think lots of people have been turning their hands to uh, a hobby or, or a little side business during COVID time. And if that includes selling physical or digital goods, Squarespace can help you set up that store. Super easy. And it's very professional. This isn't just like a, like a oh, I'll just use Squarespace. This is what Brad uses. Like Brad uses uh, Squarespace to power the Knox store, to power the Panatic store. It's a real deal function. It's super awesome. Uh, Squarespace really is an all-in-one platform that will let you build the website you want to make. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They take care of all of that stuff and offer 24-7 customer support for you as well if you do need any help. You can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash penaddict and their plans start at just $12 a month. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you'll get 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I put this next topic in not to go through a big discussion, but more as a lead in to mm. a discussion we might have in the next few weeks. And we actually got a question that's pretty much exactly what I wrote down here. Um, and the general gist of it is what am I looking forward to in 2021 from the stationary world? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm trying to work through my thoughts on this and big picture. What am I looking for for myself? What am I looking for, for different companies? Um, and I was wondering, I, I know you do this like technology wise, right? You're always doing like predictions and, mm -hmm. or like, what ifs, what would you like to see? And I've done this before for stationary companies. And like the question we got from, from Greg on Twitter is like, what is a new year's resolution you want X company to do or make? For example, I'd like to see what kind of pen Musgrave could come up with you know, some weird stuff like that. So I'm going to work on this on like for the next couple of weeks. Like this isn't something like I can just like spill 
you know, my thoughts on there. Like I could, you know, I could always say I want an orange Lamy 2000 because I always want an orange Lamy 2000 uh, and I want it to not cost $500. That would be great. Um, but, you know, and we, we've done this before on the show. So I'm going to work on this for the next couple of weeks. So if anyone has any commentary or thoughts or anything uh, like that, I just wanted to uh, mention that out there. Um, going into 2021, we're going to talk about planners as well. We'll probably do that next week. Um, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about my theme for 2021. We'll talk about planners in general, how we use them. Like I got that question on Twitter. So we're going to cover that next week, but I did. And I always like to bring up when the new version of the Chronodex is released. So Patrick Ng, um, release the first six months. This is always like a free template he puts out there to download. And I would love if any Panatic listeners use the Chronodex to get in touch with me. I, I would like to learn a little bit more about it. Like I'm not going to, I have no interest in using it, but I want to kind of pick your brain on like what's working for you in the Chronodex. Um, I've always said it's the most beautiful, <laughs> it's the most beautiful planner, the way Patrick does it. Right. It's like, I yeah. could frame, I could frame his day <laughs> each day. I could put it on a frame on the wall. It's kind of ridiculous, but that's why I love him so much. And in the link we'll put in the show notes, he also has the video that I talked about um, from the stationary cafe where he was talking to April. Um, that video is on this link of the page. If you go look at the Chronodex, but yeah, I would really like to know if anyone is using the Chronodex system regularly because I find it super, super interesting. I find it mm, scary, (laughs) right? I like, I have no interest in using it, but I'm still completely fascinated. So I like learning about those things. Um, even if I don't have anything, you know, that I want to do or, you know, any ideas about it myself. I like to know what other people do. It's just like part of the the bigger, wider education of of myself. So I would love to hear from you if you do. You you seem like a Chronodex guy, Mike. It's beautiful. <laughs> I could, my, my day is not set up that way. No. I, I just no. couldn't do it. Couldn't no, do it. it's it's not. It's not for me, but I think mm. it's an awesome thing, and I think it's. I imagine it being quite a nice meditative practice, but it's just not mm. something that is my kind of thing. Yeah. It could probably work to a degree for me because I do time blocking, and this is a little bit of a time blocking setup the way it's designed to be. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a little more. I, I don't know that it flows for my brain, right? Mm. The way my brain works, I don't know that it would flow for that. But anyway, uh, Patrick has been doing this for a long time. It's got to be a decade now. I'd have yeah. to look back. But it's been a long time out there. People love it. So, yeah, there you go. Go check it out. If Even if you're not interested and if you're not a planner person, just go look at it from just a stationary lover's perspective. Um, what Patrick's, uh, Patrick's work is awesome on the Chronodex. KJ Miller asks in our first Ask TPA question of the episode, now that Tomoe... Uh, papers changed what are the new recommendations on fountain pen friendly notebooks for folks that want a lot of paper in an a5 i was using an endless recorder before but my last book was not as good as i wanted Uh, dotted is preferred all right so this is a big question and i'm going to answer this question okay well i'm going to attempt i have a lot to say on this question before we get to this question mike did you know hashtag ask tpa got hijacked no. In our document. Okay. 
there's someone now using hashtag AskTPA that got picked up by us. Oh, no. <laughs> I looked at the list today, but like I'm I not going to share with recent ones. Yeah, I'm not going to share it. Like I mean, people can search a hashtag and find it, but there's like three entries in there. Luckily, no one was asking them questions. Oh yeah, <laughs> so look at that. <laughs> that. It's been hijacked. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Oh, All right. This is nothing. No, it's nothing. It doesn't look like it's going to stick. So no, it doesn't have any stick to it of this, I don't think. So, yeah, it was uh, part of the company's name, the, the PA part, not Panaddict. Um, all right, Jay's question. I think 2021 is going to be, if 2021 had a stationary theme, it's going to be the year of the notebook. Because there's going to be a lot of discovery or rediscovery of what people like in a notebook for fountain pens now mm. that Tomoe River paper has changed. And the change Tomoe River paper is okay. It's just so different from the original that I think it will th- turn people off, right? It doesn't mean it's a bad paper on its own, but you're used to Tomoe being one way and now it's a very different thing. And like, there's a mental hurdle to that. So I think this is going to be the year where we're going to get this question a lot and we're going to have to explore more. And I'm one of the things I'm going to work on a lot this year, just because I know I'm going to be getting the questions is figuring out what are the other notebook options? Yeah. Because nothing right now can compare to the old school Tomoe river paper. There's not an answer to this question, right? So now you have to figure, well, if I'm not going to use that, what am I going to use? What am I going to enjoy as a fountain pen user that can replace, say, a Nanami Crossfield, right? Like some people are are buying up the books that are still with the original stuff, but it's going to run out this year, right? I just have a feeling like there's only so much old paper inventory to go through. And then there's going to be this discovery period yeah. where people are going to have to figure this out. And I don't, I don't have an answer, right? I could like, I like bank paper, but do you want something that's completely opposite of what Tomoe is? It's that, right? Like people aren't going to like that. Um, you know, what other thin page, high quality for fountain pen, notebook paper can you get? So we're going to be. I think this is a topic that we're going to approach probably every month this year in trying to figure out what the new good thing is or what is out there that we've been overlooking that might be at least a moderate replacement because nothing right now is going to completely replace it. There's no, um, what's the, what's the phrase? Like there's no like mass quantity of, of the thing. Um, you know, there's, yeah, well, I'm just saying there's not there's not an like abundance of any one thing. Well, I'm just saying there's not a new hotness right. that has okay. a full production across all these companies that make the notebook. There, no companies are saying this universal thing is the new thing, right? Like the chat is saying, Cosmo Air Light is going to be something that's going to take off because it's a thin page. It has good performance characteristics like Tomoe does, but there's no um, there's just an availability problem right now, right? The, who has the access to this? Who is putting it out there in a notebook, right? Tomoe 
is not a notebook manufacturer. Tomoe is a bulk paper, right? So these papers have to get bought in bulk and go to the printer. Then the notebooks have to be made um, by the notebook manufacturers, which is something you know about. So I think 2021 is going to be this big year of rediscovering like the best fountain pen notebook and, and right to like today, like right now today, I don't know what that answer is. And this is something I'll be exploring a bunch over the year. So I, I'm glad Jay asked that question because it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah, but um, I, I this is the thing where like, I think that if you are a fan of Tomori River Paper, and there are products still available that use the plenty, old one, plenty. Move now, though. Like you know, I try and take this tact with things. Often, if I know something's going away, mm-hmm. move away from it as soon as you can, because yeah. you want to give yourself as much time as possible to get some kind of replacement while still being able to maybe buy the old thing at the same time but you're, you're investigating other options before you have no option anymore mm-hmm. yep so yeah I tend to not hoard the thing I will go ahead and move on mm-hmm. right like I won't go f- buy five crossfields right if I if I'm a heavy crossfield user right I'm not gonna go buy five of those. I might buy one or two more as I work my way into discovering what that next one's going to be because it's going to come to an end sometime and I want to be ready. Like it's just one of those, one of those things, but everyone does it differently. There's still plenty of Tomoe out there. Um, the original version, you just got to hunt it down a little bit and ask some questions and then, yeah, we're going to see next year. Like we're going to, we're going to be trying some new paper types for, uh, fountain pen friendly like the good thing if you're not a heavy fountain pen user this really doesn't matter to you there's so many good choices out there but this is such a good good paper that has really like stood out in the fountain pen realm for got a while now and uh it, it stinks that the that the that the formula has changed all right next question mike d reynolds asks do you constantly sharpen your pencils to have a nice tip or to run the, or do you run them down to dull and then sharpen them? Yes. Mm. Okay. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> because I'm now ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> so, I when I was using pencils with my normal right-handedness writing, yeah, I liked them firm and fine and sharp. So I would so I would sharpen frequently. Now that I'm writing more left-handed, I like them soft and dull, so I don't sharpen them as frequently. It's completely different depending on which hand I use. And, you know, so I am really enjoying softer, darker cores in my pencils right now. And writing like a full page of, you know, just you know, whatever I'm writing and letting the pencil just dull down as normal until it gets to like a really wide and you know not mm. a clean you know the the line separates a little bit it just doesn't work as well but um like my hand pressure isn't as heavy left-handed as it is right-handed which is why that works better for me and I can go longer without having to sharpen when I'm writing left-handed and um that's that's what I'm doing right now so when I was writing right-handed I would keep pretty sharp tips for the most part and looked out for pencils specifically that had good point retention 
and left-handed it it doesn't matter as much and i'm not sharpening as much so soft and dull is kind of what i'm doing right now this is like one of the main reasons that i prefer uh, mechanical pencils though um yeah because i i i want theoretically it to be always sharp well it's like one or the other right always sharp right. or always dull and mm. what i don't like about woodcase pencils myself is it's it's whatever it is and it will change and i don't like that personally in my tools mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and it's then you, you have to cons- you have to consider sharpening right mm-hmm. you like you have to think about okay what sharpener am i going to use how am i going to use it is this a is this a closed sharpener do i have to do this over a trash can what's the tip going to be like how yeah. long is the everything going to be like which you know is the beauty of it to me but like it's a thing just like all of it all the stationery is a thing yeah because i guess mechanical pencils do dull but they don't dull in the same way right i feel like the variance isn't as isn't the same yeah nor is it as great yeah yeah i agree agreed all right this episode is also brought to you by express vpn we all know that a vpn can protect your privacy and security when using the internet but it can also take your tv watching to the next level by unlocking content that is available in other countries express vpn hides your ip address so you can control where you want sites to think that you're located and you can choose from almost 100 different countries just think about all of the different netflix libraries that you can go through this is something i've done in a couple of ways i have watched there were shows on Japanese Netflix that I wanted to watch when I was at home, and I was able to connect to uh, a Japanese like through uh, to Japan through ExpressVPN, just reload Netflix, and I could get it there. Um, if you love anime, you could do this yourself. Uh, it, but it's not just like Netflix. ExpressVPN works with Hulu, iPlayer, even YouTube. If there's content BBC. that's locked out. Yep, that's what I said, BBC iPlayer. Sorry, BBC iPlayer, I should call it. Mm, I think sorry, of it sorry, as just sorry. iPlayer, but it that's is That's just what I iPlayer. use. I use mostly for BBC, so it's Yeah, I mean, it totally works. List. Totally mm-hmm. works. And I've also used it in another way where if I've been in another country and needed to access Netflix in the UK, you can do that. We did that when we were away and finishing off Shit's Creek because Shit's Creek was in uh, is on uh, Netflix in the UK. Mm-hmm. But um, not it isn't elsewhere, so we were able to connect back to it. It's awesome, really, really cool. There are so many VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is super fast, which you want when you're watching shows. No buffering, no lag. You can stream in HD. I've done this. It's it really is astounding. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all of your devices, from phones to media consoles to smart TVs and more, so you can watch what you want wherever you want. If you go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict, you can get a three extra months uh, of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash penaddict for three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, our next question comes from Mark. Mark says, I love my Jinhao 159, uh, which is a giant, big, heavy pen, but I run into evaporation issues living in the high desert of Colorado. Two questions. One, how come I can have ink in a jar last a long time, but I don't have pens that seal so well that I can't leave them loaded for a few weeks without them drying out? Are there pens that are better at this than others? For example, my Sailor Fude pens and uh, Fude Nibs and Twisby Eco uh, last way longer than my Lamy Safari and my Jinhao. I mean, the answer to this question is in the question. The mm-hmm. answer is yes. 
Yeah. Right? There are some pens that seal better than others. Yeah, there just are. And then compounding the fact uh, of altitude and dryness, you're you're just going to have more of an issue than, yep. uh, than, say, like myself who lives at, you know, essentially sea level and, you know, high humidity areas. Um, so you just have to, you, you do have to put in the work to figure out that say, Hey, my Twisby Eco, it's going to, you know, hold this ink better, even though I'm honestly, I'm surprised the Eco is on this list, but maybe the, the cap seal as well. Generally pistons, um, they seem to have, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not more airflow. It just depends on, it, it depends on the pen so much how those connections are and, you know, converters are generally universal, like a, an international converter, say like a Genhow uses. But there's some variance and there can be some looseness. You know, could you find a tighter seal? You know, is the converter seal going to matter if the cap seal is going to allow, to, allow a lot of air movement around the nib? And just, you know, there's a lot involved in that. But Mike is right. There is going to be pins that handle this better and pins that handle this worse. And you're just going to have to sort that out. There's no fix for this, right? We're not going to say, well, you could try a different converter on a Jinhao. But if the cap doesn't seal as well as your Eco, it's going to evaporate worse. Yeah, and this is, I think, is going to be a bit of trial and error. So that's kind of just where you're going to have to be with that. Um, Mark does also ask, is there anything you can add to a pen cap to seal it better? Like if I had a leaky pipe, I'll put plumber's tape on it. Is there anything like a mini nib cover or something you could put under a cap? Not really. I mean, they've designed, like there was this one Kickstarter pen that designed a water kind of weird holder in the pen cap where oh, my it would keep it moist. That. Yeah, it would keep their cap moist. But there's more than that that goes into play. So it depends. Like, I wouldn't want anything external on my pen when I'm writing, right? Yes, I could put tape or I could put silicone, you know, grease on there. But then that's on the external parts of the pen. Well, that my when question. I when I write, I don't want. Could you store the pen in something more airtight? Would that help? Yeah. That would probably help. So, right. you can find those um those cigar boxes that have the the sealing mechanisms. I forget, I forget the terminology. The humidors? Um, yeah, like the humidors, but like the the connection and you don't have to get like a huge humidor. You can get like a small box that has like this air pressure valve on the box it's like for flying right we've talked about these for flying and you can put that in there and it keeps the air pressure like moderated i don't know if that would necessarily work for like dryness like a high desert um you know a mile high in in dry air i don't know if that would work the same or not but um like you can try some things but i think you're just going to end up being more annoyed Mm -hmm. with any external thing you add to make this better i've heard of people putting sponges um in the caps of the pens with water on them Mm. like for the same moisture thing but at at some point that just becomes too fussy and i would just fill up my pens more yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a, actually a, a there's actually a ton going on in this question. Yeah. That it's not straightforward. It is definitely an issue though, and it's a, it's a matter of trial and error. Yeah, I really think that the the better long term option here might be um, storage, different storage. Yeah, I think that's worth trying. I would I would recommend that so you don't end up breaking things or doing weird things to your pens. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like putting a piece of sponge in there is fine, but then what if like fibers from the sponge break off into the nib and then you're yeah. having like, you know, it's just like a whole thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you need to try different inks on top of this too, right? True, different inks true. are going to, like this is a whole huge trial and error test zone. Yeah, and we can't really give you specifically useful feedback because the conditions that you're working in are not at all like the conditions that we work in. Right, and there's no one definitive fix, right? There's a lot of things to try. Because being in, what, like dry high altitude? Mm -hmm. Like you're you're doing a real like double threat there, Mark, right? Because Colorado's (laughs) higher altitude, right? Yes. And if it's Generally. in the desert, the air is going to be drier as well as thinner. Right. Which, you know, I, I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> big test, big test coming up for Mark. Yeah. Damien asks, I've been finding that the gold versus steel nib factor is sliding down my priority list when deciding to buy a fountain pen. I have limited experience with gold nibs, but have found them comparable to steel. Consequently, I'm making more decisions based on the other design factors, such as barrel material or ink windows. I'm currently considering getting a pilot vanishing point. I'm considering a steel nibbed import instead of the gold nib. In your opinions, how much intrinsic value does a pen having a gold nib carry? Would I be missing out on anything by choosing the more economical nib? This is a great question. This is something I have very yeah strong thoughts on. I think my first thought would be that I just want to get out of the way is like make sure that importing the pen wouldn't make it more expensive than the gold nib. <laughs> well, the funniest thing I find in this whole thing is Damien happened to mention the one singular pen I would never buy the steel nib option for, and that's the Pilot Vanishing Point. Otherwise, I'm a 100% steel guy. Like, I don't care, right? I love my steel nibs. I just bought this Montegrappa Mia. It was like $250. Steel nib, don't care. Like, I love my steel nibs. In the very highly specific case of the vanishing point i do not like those steel nib units just go ahead and buy the gold nib unit for the vanishing point anything else that you like go for the steel option so i'm glad you mentioned the vanishing point i don't think you will be as happy with those steel nibs from what i've seen of them from what i've heard of them compared to the gold nib anything else knock yourself out with steel nibs i do it all the time it really like I I'm like you, Damien, where I will say, Hey, what does this pen look like? What features does it have? Does it, you know, make me feel good when I hold it or look at it? Does it inspire me? And mm-hmm. just I don't know, does it fit my style basically? Oh, what kind of nib is it? That's down the list for me. So um it does matter, right? Like I I there are some times where I'll prefer certain things over Overall, but in general, you're going to be completely happy with steel nibs. Except in the vanishing point. I, in general, prefer gold nibs. 
but mm-hmm. I wouldn't not buy a pen for that reason. Yeah. And I kind of is I I will go for the design first and then make some different decisions. And depending on the pen and its expense, I might just upgrade to the gold nib anyway. Um and I do have more sure. gold nibs just because the typical pens that I buy, that's just what they come with. Right? So like right, right, right. being somebody who has so many sailor pens, the Prokey is a gold nib pen, but that's just how they start. Yep. Um and then you can change what you want to do from there. But like yeah. I, I my typical thing is I prefer gold because of the softness. But I have some steel nib pens that I love as much as the gold nib pens. Um, it is not a definite that gold will be better for you. It just isn't. It, yeah, Mike is, is is exactly right. You're exactly right here. But writing style matters. Mm-hmm. You and I write differently. The way I write lends itself to a fine, firm nib. Well, you can get very fine and very firm with steel, so they tend to work very well for me. Therefore... I love steel nibs in my pens. Doesn't mean I don't like gold, but like I'm really happy with steel. Whereas someone who writes um, in a more cursive fashion or a lighter hand, you know, might prefer the softest of gold. So like there's definitely factors, mm-hmm. but um, like in the priority list, like, yes, it, it does slide. The gold nibs slide down for me. Like if there's an option, right? So, yeah. All right. So, I have a question here from Fibber that I'm going to slightly modify. Yep. And ask, do you know of or have any opinion on if some ink colors are inherently wetter or drier than others? The reason Fibber asks this is that they um, think that chemicals, the chemicals used to make green inks might make it naturally drier. So I do not know a definitive answer. Uh, I'm not a scientist or a chemist. You sure? But <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot of things, Mike. Right. Um, but uh, a, a chemist is not one of them. Mm, okay. Um, anecdotally, 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 that word? yeah, anecdotally yeah. from yeah. other people, you're anything in the orange, red, yellow range tends to have a different chemical composition that lends them to being drier mm. than most colors because by by getting to that color, right? Like whatever chemical is making those shades makes those inks drier is kind of the general thought on this. So I've never heard of green being a dry ink or now you can get specific like you can say you know I, i'm i'm not saying this for a fact i'm just saying this for example oh you know monteverde green is very dry and mont blanc you know irish green is very wet maybe who knows like you'll have to people will have to test those individually but in just if we were just talking from an overall color range, it's going to be those light colors that, that fall in that red, yellow, orange category and colors that use those types of chemical compounds to make those colors tend to be the driest. Everything else is going to be on an individual ink basis. Um, and I, I say this not as a chemist, just as a, as a, a, someone who reads things from people on the internet, which you know how that goes. It's all true. Everything you read on the internet is true. Otherwise, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be on the internet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So I think that wraps up 
uh, this week's episode of The Pen Addict and therefore wraps up 2020. Wow. Been a, I mean, you know, weird across the board for everything, but it's been kind of weird for this show because we didn't get to do one of the main things that we get to do or get to talk about one of the main things that we get to talk about, which is pen shows. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like meeting in person is an inherently more pen addict thing than any of the other shows that I do. Yeah. We um, didn't see each other this year, did we? No. Sheesh. No. Wow. Which has been a break of a five-year tradition six-year tradition Mm. at this point Mm. Mm. um but i am confident in 2021 i'm confident in it so i look Mm. forward to a better year uh i want to thank everybody for tuning in and supporting the show this year by by listening to us yes buying our products and that kind of stuff we really appreciate you um, and again, I want to thank Penchalet, Squarespace, and ExpressVPN for supporting this episode. And these sponsors have supported the show all year um, and are continuing to into 2021, which we also really appreciate. Mm. Uh, if you would like to find Brad online, you go to penaddict.com, knock.co, spokedesign.com. These are all places where you can find Brad's work and products. And at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, Brad is at Dowdyism on Twitter, Penaddict on Instagram, and I am I Mike. I M Y K E. And we'll be back next week with the first episode of 2021. Happy New Year to you all, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>